Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 734. My name is Scott Volker, here to help you build a future-proof business and create your ultimate freedom. I've got a question for you. Are you ready to take control and take action to become the amazing seller of your life? Well, I hope you said yes, because that's what we do here on the podcast. I am super excited today because I've got, well, a guy that I've had on quite a few times now and uh, has become a really good friend of mine. He just spoke at Brand Accelerator Live and dropped some really good knowledge there, some golden nuggets. And uh, I wanted to have him on the show because, well, there's some new data that he's going to be sharing with us. And his name is, well... Mr. Greg Mercer, and he's going to be back on the show, and we actually dive into some of this new data that, uh, well, he has been able to tune into because of the tools that he's created, that his company has created, Jungle Scout, and we're going to dive into this new data and how you can use this new data to really beat the competition. You guys have heard me talk a lot about how it's so important to build a brand, and then from there, use the channels out there to grow your brand. Well, one of those channels, as we know, is is Amazon, but the competition is getting harder and harder and harder. So what you need to do is you need to understand how you can look at the data and really you know, leverage the data in your favor. And so Greg, he's come on to share some new data that they're actually collecting within their tools that they're building. And they've got some new features and, and all of that stuff. So really excited for you guys to listen in on this conversation that I had with Greg. Now, I get a lot of people, though, that ask, Scott, what are the main tools that I need, whether I'm selling on Amazon or whether I am just looking to explore my, my market, my niche? And that's the interesting thing here. If you're selling on Amazon, or even if you're not selling on Amazon, to me, the very first tool, or tool suite, I should say, is Jungle Scout. Because you're able to look at this data, and you can get a lot of information before you even enter into a market. You can look at trends, you can look at sales, but you can also see those sales through keywords, all of that stuff. So this way here, we can make better decisions moving forward. So if you've not grabbed your tool set over at Jungle Scout, I would encourage you to do so. And you can find that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash JS. And yes, I am an affiliate for Jungle Scout. I have been since day one because I believe in their tools and their company. And uh, this is like the first set of tools that I would encourage anyone to invest in. Because like I said, whether you're selling on Amazon or even if you're not, you're going to hear us talk about actually how you can use these tools, even if you're just looking for opportunities inside of your business and how you can use these, uh, you're going to see that. So there's a 20% off discount if you go through my link. Again, you can find that over at theamazingseller.com forward slash JS. And all of these new features that we're going to be talking about today are rolling out here in the next six to eight weeks. So definitely, definitely go check that tool out right now. All right. Now, before we do jump in, I did want to remind you the show notes for this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 734. Some of you love the transcripts and the show notes because sometimes you're at work and you're trying to listen, but not with anyone noticing that you're listening and you know who you are. So, uh, you know, those those transcripts and uh, the show notes are there for you guys. So, guys, I'm going to stop talking now so you can listen to this awesome conversation about the new data that we're able to tap into with, uh, with some of these new features inside of Jungle Scout. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. 
What's up, Greg? Welcome back to the podcast. A little bit long overdue because, uh, well, a lot's been happening. What's up, man? How you doing? Scott, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks a lot for having me back on. It's always a blast to chat with you. And uh, I know we have some good stuff to talk about today. We do. And we just got back from Brand Accelerator Live, which you rocked the stage. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, you actually talked about uh, some really cool stuff there, which we'll probably talk a little bit about that here as well. But yeah, what was your feelings on uh, Brand Accelerator Live Man experience there? Man, it was amazing. I knew you put on a good show, Scott, but it actually exceeded my expectations, especially for the first event. Uh, I thought it was all like really well put together. The speaker lineup mm. was fantastic. I was really impressed with all the different presentations that people gave. And probably most of all, I was impressed with the audience there. So mm. I um, had a chance to speak to like, it felt like almost everyone there. Mm. And there was like a few things that really stood out. And it's cool because, you know, like at different events, you'll find like different types of people. And, you know, I think people tend to kind of like follow along with um, personalities that they vibe well with. Sure. And I think that was definitely true with kind of like your audience at Branding Seller Live because the people were like super like friendly. They were all like very willing to share, you know, like what was going on, the challenges they were having, what was working well. It just felt like this environment where like everyone was like really supportive of each other, mm. as well as um, some like really sharp e-commerce minds, even like in the audience that were teaching me things. So I was yeah. really impressed by it. It was it was an amazing event. Yeah, it was funny. We uh, we did a survey afterwards, and there was a lot of people that said it felt like a family. Like it literally yeah. felt like you felt like you were surrounded with people. You didn't feel like, oh, I haven't been selling more than this person, so I don't feel as smart. Like everyone really was welcoming. And uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect either, Greg, but uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it overexceeded my expectations. And yeah, the speaker lineup was killer. A uh, lot of women, uh, which yeah, I actually got some, awesome. some extra credit on that for because, I, and I didn't even plan okay. that, Greg. It was just like, it just happened. There's a lot of, a lot of women in my life that um, have taught me a lot of things and I wanted to bring them to the stage. And uh, yeah, some killer speakers, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And I agree with that. It was kind of like a family, like, uh, you know, that's how everyone like, warm and welcoming and loving mm. everyone was and willing yeah. to help. So yeah, it was awesome. It, yeah, it was a blast, man. And I'm still like coming down from it. It was like, it was, I bet it was amazing. Uh, but anyway, today I wanted to get you back on because, well, there's a lot of things that have been happening within Jungle Scout. And I've, mm -hmm. I've watched you grow from the very beginning, from the message that you sent me through Facebook, which I still got to dig up that message where you kind of reached <laughs> yeah, out to me. Yeah, we should find that. I, I want to do that. And, uh, and, you know, you had reached out to me and said, hey, will you, you know, look at this this thing I'm, I'm working on and see, see what you think. And, and I beta tested it and everything. And now, I mean, you've got this massive company, but more importantly, just a really good suite of tools. And, you know, you and I were talking like competition. I mean, we're, I think we'll both agree. Competition is definitely more than it was four years ago, right? Like a lot more competition. Certainly. The data is different than it was mm -hmm. four years ago. And the one thing that I think is really cool is that you've always done a really good job at creating quality and getting the best data out there and paying for it. I mean, I remember you telling me like at first when you were first starting this whole thing, like the amount of money you're paying on like developers and like data scientists and like all of this stuff. And it's just impressive. But the people that are using it, if they know how to use it, that's the other thing. And that's that's definitely what I want to talk about here is really I want to talk about how people can leverage the data today, not the same old, you know, rehash data that was out there years ago. How can 
How can you do the best job with looking at the data today to really allow you to compete in a crowded market and really become a, I don't want to say a data geek, but in a sense where you understand the data well enough that that could be your advantage when you're trying to compete against other people that are selling similar products. So maybe we can start there. Yeah. You know, when Jungle Scout started almost five years ago now, it was a very different environment like you like you spoke about and as all kind of like opportunities and markets mature of course things change so you know back then uh, i remember jungle scout was the first one to come out with a way to estimate sales on amazon this was like groundbreaking because yeah. all of a sudden people could understand how much demand there were for individual products and this right. was kind of like I think kind of like the first phase of this evolution of this marketplace over time. And, you know, we've been continuing to innovate on that. And yeah, like you said, nowadays, the just the market is much different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the sellers that we're seeing really succeed and really shine, all of them have a certain level of um, kind of like uh, maturity or like understanding of the metrics of not only their business, but like of the platform Mm -hmm. and the metrics of uh, what the market's demanding and what they're looking for and what time of year they're looking for it. They all have like a level of sophistication around that. At Mm -hmm. least that seems like a common theme from the sellers that I speak to that are like really excelling. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's been really neat to watch kind of like this progression over time and how just this these things have gotten more sophisticated over time. So let me give you an example of that. Um, actually, right now in at Jungle Scout, I don't know when this episode is going to be released, but we're in the middle of a eight-week series where each week we're launching a new feature inside of the Jungle Scouts web application. Mm-hmm. So we've been working on a lot of these, like some of them for like six months and we're finally released. A lot of them are ready at the same time. So we plan this eight week series, which is really cool. But we can speak about some of these things, you know, like one of the ones is we've been able to, our data science team has been able to develop uh, pretty sophisticated into a high degree of accuracy seasonality. Mm-hmm. So uh, specifically on Amazon. So historically, I would look at things like Google Trends or there are some other data sources out there to help understand seasonality. And that gave you like a decent understanding of it. Um, you know, it's definitely better than nothing, right? Sure. But what we learned is the the kind of like the seasonality or the search volume or the sales volume on Amazon doesn't necessarily mimic Google because now Google is more like learning intent searches, whereas Amazon's very much purchasing intent searches. Mm-hmm. And right. the, when you're going to learn about things or when you're going to purchase things are sometimes at different times of the year. Sure. So yeah, it's been really cool to watch this develop and it's really eye-opening to get to see um, what times of year some of these items are most popular. It's also been really eye-opening to see how trends have progressed over time. Mm-hmm. So there's certain um, items that are becoming more popular, you know, like month over month, year over year, and they've been doing so for like a couple of years now. You know, other on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, you'll see that like certain trends or certain product types are kind of like dying out month over month or year over year. So now this is like, this really helps us when we're just trying to decide what opportunities we want to go into. Mm -hmm. It's also helping us understand inventory forecasting or how much we can expect for additional sales during certain times of the years or even events uh, like Prime Day or Black Friday or Cyber Monday or whatever else. So yeah, this is, it was like, it was, 
it's super cool to be able to see this data now. Um, we're rolling it out to all the Jungle Scout customers in, uh, let's see, 10 days from when we're recording this podcast. Um, so yeah, all the Jungle Scout customers will have access to that. And you'll get to see yourself kind of like how powerful it is for making your uh, just Amazon-based decisions. Or I mean, even actually just like e-commerce more broadly, it's not even just Amazon. You, know, you can use this Amazon data to help plan uh, whether or not you want to go into opportunities, you know, for building your own brand mm-hmm. or even seasonality for your own e-commerce store. So it's a really powerful thing. Well, yeah. And you know, a lot of people that listen to this show, they know I'm big on like building out your, your brand and finding those products that support the brand and kind of creating that, that viral loop, if you will, like where it's like the product is just kind of like feeding each other or bouncing from each other, you know, funnel as we, as we also call it. So what I'm hearing is, we can actually look at these opportunities. Like, so let's just say, for example, we are building out our product line. What you're saying is we can start to look at these other products that we want to add to our product line with more data and more history. Um, so this way here, we can make that decision that, you know, even if we don't sell it on this platform, we know that the market has been buying this or is is starting to buy it more frequently. Uh, so this way here, we're not guessing on products, whether that's, I mean, we can even use this data. And I've thought a lot about this. Even if we don't want to launch that product ourselves, we can start thinking about being an affiliate for these products or building content sure. around these products because these products are selling in this market. Like if I'm going to look at kayaks because I'm going to sell kayak bass fishing stuff, I might not want to sell the kayak, but I can look and see how how well the kayaks are selling throughout the entire year, when I might want to start pushing out content or whatever. Um, so what I'm hearing, though, is we're really talking about seasonality, but also and a lot of people think of seasonality like Christmas or like, you know, like maybe a uh, hunting season or whatever that is season. But we're also talking about trends that could be yeah. up and coming or ones that are starting to die. So let's talk about that a little bit. So how yeah. would you make those decisions now? Like what, what does this give us? Like, does it give us a year's worth? Does it give it two years worth? Like what's it give us? Yeah. So we'll start out with about the previous two years worth of data. And then, you know, over time that will grow to three, four, you know, five years down the road. Sure. Uh, so we start out with like a couple years worth of uh, trend and seasonality data. Okay. And we're determining this based off of search volume for keywords, as well as sales volume for products inside of that particular niche. Mm-hmm. Now, Scott, let's say for instance, you know, you did want to start this kayak brand. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let's say you're building out your own website, you're building out a product line, which are also selling on Amazon, your own mm-hmm. e-commerce store, whatever else. Yep. You know, yep. one of the ways that I would use it would be like, okay, you know, there's obviously lots of different types of products or accessories in this particular niche. Sure. I can get into the kayak fishing, I can get into car carriers, I can get into, you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. And once I start diving into these different types of products, and Jungle Scout actually has a way to recommend these with similar products to you as well. Um, I can start to look at, okay, like what's like on the uphill trend versus what's kind of like on the downhill trend. And I think what you would see here, let's use um, some of the kayak fishing stuff as an example that, you know, nowadays people are starting to use different types of lures or they found this one type of um, uh, product that starts to, you know, starts to work really well. You know, like I remember uh, 
this was probably like 10 years ago now, but I remember like those gulp baits came out and these were like artificial baits, but they were kind of like injected with this fluid that was supposed to smell like whatever, right. you know, if you were to look at this for like the first like year, you would have seen that these were like trending up really mm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I haven't looked at them recently. I don't know if now this is back on the downhill trend or whatever else, but in all of these industries, there's certain trends and you can ride these trends and being early to these trends often gives you this early mover advantage and mm-hmm. kind of gives you a, a little bit of like an unfair advantage. So it's like a pretty powerful thing that everyone should be thinking about when they're planning their product lineup and they're planning um, on how to build these businesses. Yeah, no, I I love that. And so really what we're talking about is being able... So how does that work? And I know, you know, we're not going to visually, you know, be able to demonstrate this, but how does it work? Like, what would I do if I'm looking at, uh, you know, that market? What would I do inside of the web app? Because everything is based in the web app too. So I, again, I want to put a little shameless plug in here. Uh, You know, you guys, I've been... I've been with Jungle Scout since day one, um, and I've watched it grow. And like right now, to me, if you're just starting or if you're growing your business, like to me, the web app is the suite of tools that I would say have to be in your in your toolbox. Um, so, guys, if you aren't using it yet, I'm going to send you over to the page when you get done listening to this, and that's at theamazingseller.com forward slash JS. And Greg's got a sweet deal for all of uh, all of our listeners there, 20% off, and uh, it's, it's just a great, great tool. So if you're not on it, you definitely want to do that. Great resources there as well. Um, so definitely go check it out. But let's let's talk about that, Greg. So how does yeah. it how does it look like if, if if I'm doing that? What does it look like? Like walk me through it, and t- you know, get give me a visualization if you can. Totally. Yeah. So there's two different ways you can go about it. So the first way to go about it is um, some people listening to this will already be familiar with Keyword Scout or Keyword Research Tool. Great tool. And in yeah. Um, yeah, two weeks, we are rolling out the historical search volume that you can see within a graph. So part of that would be like the seasonality and that's for like the previous two years. Mm -hmm. So a cool way I could go about doing this is I could type in kayak fishing Mm -hmm. and keyword scout actually gives you all the other search terms that uh, customers search for and then end up purchasing something similar to a kayak fishing uh, device. Okay. Okay. So then what I can do is I can start to drill down. I, I can click on each of those to expand to see the historical volume. And as a result, I can start to get an idea of that. So that's the first way you can go about doing it. The second way, and this is actually, this will be like the world premiere of announcing this because we haven't really, we haven't announced what all these webinar series are, but a new product or a new feature that we're releasing towards the end of the eight week period is called Opportunity Finder. And the, the way to search through the Opportunity Finder is, uh, kind of similar to how we're doing in the niche hunter. So you could do it like by category. You could also do it by level of competition or demand or seasonality or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But this is much improved than what the niche hunter was. And this one's really cool because for all these different opportunities, it gives you um, one, like a graph that shows you keyword search volume and sales volume history not for an individual product, but for a group of products, like the whole opportunity. Okay. So that's really powerful because you mm. can see not only search volume, but also historical sales volumes mm. for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then you can see a whole bunch of other cool stuff, like the ratio of PPC costs to sales price, oh, which wow. is really powerful because mm-hmm. you can get to get, get an idea before you even go into it, how much 
PPC is going to end up costing you relative to the sales price of these items, mm. as well as some other just kind of like powerful, um, both historical metrics. And then in the very near future, we're also going to be projecting the future. So estimating the future based off of historical and trending information that we have. So you'll be able to see all those different graphs and all those different informations right inside of there. And it's easy to find um, either... If you have no idea, it's easy to find opportunities because you can search through it based off of just the numerical filters. Mm -hmm. If you do have an idea and you want to stick in this niche, then you can search by either keywords or drill down onto it on a category or subcategory level so you can see other opportunities in that area. So as you can imagine, this would be like a really, really powerful thing for customers. The one thing that you said that made me think like a lot of people, they could look at the data and they can go, oh, wow, this is a great opportunity. Look at all the sales, look at the history. But the one piece that you said, which makes me have, add another layer to it was the pay-per-click cost. Mm-hmm. Because you could have someone with deep pockets and all they're doing is you're just kind of they're hammering the paper click that does come into play as far as do you want to go down that road with that competition and have to compete at that level? Or do you want something that's not really being fed all that much with paper click? And then you know that that's probably a better opportunity and it's less competition or competition that's willing to spend a crap ton of money to get those sales. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, as we were as the data science team was figuring out how to build these algorithms, get the data and display it and everything else, it was pretty eye-opening to see that, you know, like one of the examples was um, like diapers. Mm-hmm. The pay-per-click costs for diapers are, are outrageous. And mm-hmm. it's because like these big brands like Huggies or Pampers or whatever else, yeah. um, they're all just bidding against each other because they just want the real estate on Amazon because they know how powerful this platform is now. Yeah. So yeah. like the average sales price of these diapers was like $12 and they were spending like $11 on a one click of pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. So they're probably spending $100, $200 um, which is like a 2000% a cost right. just because they want this real estate. Now, right. that's of course like one of the extreme examples or one of the outliers. But that's like a really good thing to know before you get into a certain opportunity, right? It's like, okay, Huge. like are, are these people just spending these outrageous amounts on PPC or is it something that I can get into and afford, uh, you know, bid on it affordably? Well, and the other thing I'd be thinking is like, let's say it's Huggies, right? Like they do have deep pockets, but they're probably also thinking that if they get the customer, they're going to probably get repeat customers. So they're thinking long time, yep. long, long time, long time value. Yeah. Is that that right? That's lifetime value. There, yeah, absolutely. That, that's what I was looking for. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so I mean, when you look at that, I mean, that makes a huge, uh, to me, uh, it, it makes a decision, you know, up to you as far as if you want to spend that kind of money. I mean, to me personally, I wouldn't want to have to keep, and then that means you got more competition in pay-per-click. So again, that's a whole nother animal that, uh, to me, I would look at, uh, products that I could add that would have less of that. So I didn't have to worry so much about like, Oh, I've got this competition constantly. We're kind of chewing at each other, you know, to get, to get the sale. Um, so I I love that. Is that inside, is that inside of that feature then? So if I went in there, I would see that. Yep. So you know, if you're listening to this, let's say two months after uh, we've recorded this, you'll be able to go into the Jungle Scout web app. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside of there, you'll be able to find the Opportunity Finder section. Okay. And you'll be able to drill down and look at all these different graphs for each individual opportunity. And one of those is that the pay-per-click price 
to sales price ratio. Okay. And same thing, we'll show you historical information here so you can see how it's trended over the years. You know, mm-hmm. is this getting more and more competent? more and more competitive as far as PPC goes. Mm-hmm. That's the case with with most of them. Okay. But it's really nice to know that and also know what times of year people are spending the most. So this is all the kind of just like really powerful data now we're making available to our customers because we're seeing the the really sophisticated sellers that are like really kicking butt. This is a lot of the information that they're using to drive their decision making. Okay. So it's really about adding the right products with the competition that your company is willing to, I guess, go up against. If that's all you're doing is kind of using the, the, you know, the, the Amazon platform and the resources that we all have. But what you're saying is if we look at this data closer and we get good at really finding these, these pockets, um, it will allow us to get to market maybe quicker. And we all know that if you get to market quicker, you're generally going to have a better chance of, you know, of succeeding because even if you have knockoffs coming in, uh, it's going to be hard for them to compete because you've already got history and you've got rank built and all of that stuff. For sure. Yeah. Cool. You have more reviews than them. Yep. Uh, you know, I personally believe that Amazon does weight historical sales volume in their uh, keyword ranking algorithms. Mm. So it's going to be harder for them to outrank you. So it's a really, just, yeah, really powerful thing. Yeah. The other thing that I, I want to talk about, because I think that it's important, is like the keyword research. So like when you're doing the keyword research and keyword scout, like we're literally looking at uh, at numbers of people that have searched. So the the difference here that I like about this is if people are searching on the platform, that means someone's on the platform you know, that's doing a search for that product. If I only look at the numbers, if I only look at the product number, I could be driving traffic over there and they're going to click one buy or they're going to click it once and buy it. They didn't do a search. So what I, what the reason why I like that is because if I'm looking at that keyword research, then I kind of have an idea if they're getting their sales through Amazon or if they're driving it externally, right? So we have a, we have a a mutual friend, Alex from travel fashion girl, and she gets a lot of traffic coming over from her blog. They're not going there searching for packing cubes. They're just going from her site over and clicking. So that's not going to show up as a packing cube search. So this way I can look at that information differently. Now, if I, if I was, you know, looking at the data and I noticed that, you know, the searches weren't all that much, but they're getting a crap ton of sales, then I know that they're probably driving traffic externally. Does that make sense? That's a great point. Yeah. So that's how, again, that's how I'm using the tools. I'm looking at, I'm looking at those things versus it just being like a tool, like your tool when it first came out was like how to find a product, how to look at the data, how to look at the numbers. And it's evolved so much. And now Mm -hmm. that you guys added the keyword to me, the keyword scout, that that's huge um, because it just allows us to look at the keyword traffic uh, versus it just being like sales. Cause there's a lot of other things that go into that, right? Like you said, pay-per-click that has a lot to do with it. Right. Right. So to see all of that stuff. So yep. let's let's talk a little bit more about like and, and again, I, I know that you spoke at Brand Accelerator Live about helping people like, you know, further optimize what they currently have. If people are selling right now and they want to increase sales or, you know, they want to, you know, beat the competition. What are some things that you feel they can do and maybe can the tool help them do by looking at data or looking at some things that not everyone is looking at? Yeah. You know, I, um, there's a few different ways we go down with this, right? You know, like one is, um, optimizations for your listening. I think there's a lot of that. A lot of people can do there. Uh, actually let's just talk about that for a minute. So we, um, 
we actually did this really cool. I, I did a webinar yesterday and shared some of the results of it, but we had this one product that was kind of struggling. The conversion rate of it was around three to 4%. Okay. And, um, we were able to, over the course of four months, by testing different images, get it up to like, almost, it's almost at 15% now. Wow. And there's a few different things that we did there that I think are like good takeaways for uh, the listeners of the show. The, the first one that we did was this particular product had different variations okay. that were different colors. Mm-hmm. And we tested one main image that had the that had little swatches on the right-hand side of Mm -hmm. the different colors that we sell this particular product in. And the click-through ratio really went up for our particular product in the search results. And what, you know, what I have to believe there is that before Amazon was showing the main image of one of the colors, but if you're a searcher and if you're an Amazon shopper and you're not looking for that color, you probably don't click on it because a lot of people would probably assume that that would be the only color that it comes in. Right, right. So by showing these little swatches on the right-hand side, uh, we were getting a lot more clicks onto our listing, mm. which was really cool. Um, mm, so that was like one of the big things. And you know, none of these is uh, like the, the one silver bullet, but all these combined is mm-hmm. how we were able to increase the conversion rate quite a bit. Yeah. The, the other one, and these are all pretty much around our images, but the other things that we did was we took some really good images of, I'll call them like us versus them. So it was the differences or what was better about our product. Um, we showed this in images versus our competition. So we actually ordered our competitors' products and we would take images. And one of the, um, one of the differences here was a thicker, uh, more comfortable uh, material. So we like, and that's a difficult thing to just describe during text or just get across like mm-hmm. in an image if you're just showing your own. But when you laid ours out versus all the competitors, it was like really obvious. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you're taking your own pictures, you're going to fluff yourself a little extra, like <laughs> home it a little bit nicer, whatever right. else, you know, <laughs> that's like kind of part of marketing a little bit. Right. And, but it was like really clear, like through these images. So we did that one. We did a competitive matrix and we did some really good lifestyle images. And really just through testing these different ones over the course of three or four months, um, we were able to get our conversion rate from like three or 4% up to almost 15. So it was like a huge jump. Um, and then with that, now Amazon's ranking you better in the search algorithms because your listing converts better. Um, so it was kind of like uphill after that. So it was really cool. You know, like it, it took quite a bit of work, but I, you know, like that's kind of a, a little bit of the difference that, you know, like we were willing to put into it versus some of the competitors and it, the, the results really paid off. What were you doing to drive, um, because I'm thinking like if you're at a 3% conversion, you're probably not getting that many sessions and that many impressions. So what were you doing to get it more exposure? Were you just hammering pay-per-click or were you just like letting the rank do its thing? And as you got a few more sales, you built it up and a few more sales and it built it up. How were you driving that to to kind of get eyeballs? Because we all know if you want to do a quick test, throw some paid traffic at it, whether that's Facebook ads, whatever, and let that number, like if you get a hundred people and you're at 3%, that's three sales. You can convert that to 15. We're at 15 sales. That's worth doing that test, right? Yeah. So how did you do that? It was just a combination of we still had some organic search volume going there, probably more so from long tail keywords, and then um, we were doing pay per click. And okay. yeah, the pay per click on that was and still is pretty aggressive. Okay. Uh, I think even 
I think on most of the pay-per-click sales, we are losing a little bit of money. It's like the ACOS is even worse than the break-even ACOS, mm-hmm. but um, it still overall works out for us. But again, you know, again, that's what a lot of people don't, they don't consider you're, you're throwing the money at the pay-per-click to get the pay-per-click sales and your ACOS might be really high, but yet you're getting organic sales that's because of the sales that you've generated on the pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, so, again, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool one. Yeah, that's a cool I, uh, test, man. Yeah. I've done like a lot of like split testing over the years and seen these different things, but it was really cool to like hyper-focus on one product and just every week just be thinking like, what's like one thing I can do this week to like make it convert a little bit better. And just over time, those all built on each other. And it's really cool to see the conversion rate graph inside of Seller Central. It's just like, uh, you know, over the course of, yeah, like three or four months, it's just constantly like rising, rising, mm. rising. It's really cool. Yeah. And so I, again, I want people to, to take something away here. If you have a product that has multiple colors, you probably want to put a color swatch on your image. That's what I took away from that. Like you just said, yeah, like, that's a big one. If you have like a black, you know, version, but you have a red and an orange and a blue, just put a little color swatch alongside it. And then you yep. have the image, right? Is that what you're talking about? That's all it is. Yeah. Or even, you know, even if it's not different colors, but just different variations, like um, I'm trying to think of another example. Let's use your uh, fishing bait example, yeah. you know, yeah. you might have one listing that sells 10 different variations of a certain like fishing lure, right? Yeah. And uh, the main image might just be that one, but the person doesn't really like kind of like that style or that look, right? They might even be color, yeah. but by in that same image, you know, just showing like on the side, a whole bunch of little of the other types right there. Mm. It's just clear to the user right away that, that there are these yeah. uh, different options or variations on your listing. Mm. So that's one big takeaway. And then the other biggest difference that we made was like the, let's call it us versus them mm. photography. So if your product really is better and, you know, there's certain areas that are better, uh, like, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, like go ahead and just, you know, like Amazon shoppers are smart. Like they're going to be doing comparison shopping anyway. So at first I was like, I don't know, maybe like I'm calling, you know, like bringing attention to our competitors. It's like, man, Amazon shoppers are doing that anyway. Like go ahead and take this mm-hmm. head on, just show in the image, you know, like what's better about yours and just like do that comparison shopping for the shopper. So basically you actually took an image of their product up against yours and you kind of, so you did it literally like Coke versus Pepsi. Yeah. It would have been like a Coke versus Pepsi picture. And then like we have a little like arrows with blocks that okay. point to the differences and what's better about it. I like that. Now that, that was obviously done in the secondary images, right? That was done in the secondary images yeah. that wouldn't uh, be allowed in the main right. image. Some people try to you know do some of that stuff, but over time, those listings tend to get suppressed. Yeah. Okay. And so now let's just talk about that quickly. So how were you? How were you doing the split test? And I think I know the answer, but go ahead and let me know. Yeah, we were using Splitly to do it, and okay. I know you have a, a link for this one as well, Scott. And um, Splitly is really cool to do tests like this. You know, I think. The I'll go ahead and just tell people, you know, it's one of the other General Scout products. We acquired this one a few years ago. Um, you do have to have like, I'd say at least five, six sales a day. Like if you're only selling one a day, the split test just take way too long. Mm-hmm. So you do have to have like, let's call it at least five sales per day. Mm-hmm. And it does take at least two weeks, sometimes three weeks to run a split test to statistical significance. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I said over the course of like three months, I was able to continuously optimize it. But 
yeah, it's um, you know, if you're if you're willing to put in the time to like do some different images or do some different pricing, split testing to optimize your listing can be a really powerful thing. Yeah, and even if you weren't going to use that tool, which I, I think you should, and again, that link is theamazingseller.com forward slash splitly. Um, and again, I'll uh, I'll link everything up in the show notes. But um, if, if you're if you're not doing that, what would be the second best way of doing that, Greg? So if, yeah, would it be either, change the picture and then just let it go until you have a certain amount of sessions? You know, if you wanted to do it uh, like the proper way, it would be to change it every night at midnight Pacific time, so you could see the exact. Mm. Um, sessions, sales, and conversion rates associated with that particular day mm. because the Amazon only shows that on a daily basis inside of Seller Central. Mm-hmm. So that'd be like the proper way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, alternatively, you could just, um, you know, you already have probably like your base number of where it started out. You could just change it today and then look at the the sessions or conversion rate or sales data like for the following two weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there's always going to be like a certain level of seasonality in certain times of the month, sometimes in others. So it's not like a uh, uh, like a real proper statistical significant mm. uh, type of test, but it's still probably better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And as far as because I know that you could do multiple tests, but and we don't want to do that. So when you did your image test, is that all you did? You didn't play with the pricing. You didn't do any of that stuff. You just did images only. Right. Yeah. So see what I mean? Yeah. And some people, they'll want to tweak things all at the same time. We got price one, you know, we got a price change. We've got, uh, you know, image change. If you're going to do any testing at all, guys, you got to let it run its course. You got to let it run its course or it's, it's not going to, you're going to, you're not going to know what worked and what didn't work. Um, Right. So I would definitely, um, recommend doing that. Is there anything else that we need to address here? Um, I know we could probably go for the next three hours, but uh, we'll definitely have you back on. Maybe even I'll have you jump on. Maybe we can do like a webinar or something kind of showing some of the, you know, some of these things live. Um, That'd be awesome. And even doing maybe like a random one, like we can pick just a random market and kind of drill into some of these things. Um, But uh, is there any other thing that I'm missing that we should be talking about? Because there's a lot inside of your web app. And I just think, again, guys, if you're not using it, you got to start using it. Um, that's the one tool, the one suite of tools that you're going to probably have the time you start your business and the time that you're either growing it and then exiting your business, whatever, you're going to want to be using that that tool set. So theamazingseller.com forward slash JS is where you can find that. Um, so and is there anything else am I missing? Uh, one thing that I think just worth noting, we rolled this out uh, a week and a half ago, was the ASIN search functionality oh, yeah. inside of our supplier database. So That's cool. our supplier database, if you're not familiar with it, super cool, helps you find suppliers. The data we get for it is from the U.S. import or customs data. Okay, mm-hmm. So through this law called the Freedom of Information Act, we can see who's importing goods from where for all the imports that come into the U.S. Mm. So all around the world, all the factories, when they import something into the U.S., you can actually get that data. We organize it in such a way that's easy for Amazon sellers to understand. But one of the really cool things that we did just recently is you can actually just paste in an ASIN from Amazon. And it doesn't work 100% of the time, but more than half of the time, we're actually able to find out what factory made that specific ASIN, which is really cool. That's insane. So, yeah. you know, like we, we have these records and then we're matching up the the brand of that product and that specific product um, through a whole bunch of different records like uh, who is and uh, legal entities and trademark searches and all these different things to find out who was importing it 
And then we match it, you know, then we look at all their different or the, you know, the software automatically looks at all their different suppliers and see which supplier makes that type of good to show mm. you that um, uh, the factory associated with that ACE. And so it's like a super powerful thing because it's like, hey, even if, you know, I want to sell, start selling fishing lures, you know, even if I'm not selling them on Amazon, this doesn't just work for Amazon. Right. I can find out like, okay, what are the top rated fishing lures on Amazon? Because mm. that means the customers really like this product. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I can find out what factories making the top rated ones. Mm. So no longer do you have to wonder about product quality from factories. Instead, you can just see what real customers are rating these products, you know, like right. through Amazon, you can find out what factory makes that and then you can use that factory for anywhere you're selling. Maybe you're going to selling in a brick and mortar store. Mm. So that's a super cool thing. And then, yeah, we could go on and on and on about this <laughs> stuff. I'm really excited about really everything that we're releasing all eight weeks throughout this uh, series that we're doing right now. But it's super cool, super powerful stuff. So yeah, thanks a lot for uh, letting me come on and chat about it, Scott. Yeah, no. And again, I mean, uh, I talk to you a lot privately and there's just always things in the works behind the scenes at Jungle Scout. You guys are always hard at work. I had a, uh, I had a chance to, to kind of go to that the new headquarters and play yeah. pickleball with you guys, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and totally. now, now I think we're going to start a pickleball, uh, you know, line is what we should do. We should, there you go. Start. Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, I, I mean, just, a, a yeah, you've got a great team there. Uh, a great, uh, a great bunch of people. Um, really, I, I mean, just, it's almost like the Jungle Scout family over there. I mean, everybody really does um, treat this as their own and they're they're dedicated. And like I said, you have your data scientists, which are, are there working hard. And then you have your content creators and you have like just everyone there is really just driving to make the best tool for sellers. Um, so this way here, um, they have the best chance of succeeding. And I think today's discussion was about the competition because there is a lot of competition coming in. Uh, but if you are building a brand and you understand how to use this data, I do believe that that will give you a leg up and it'll also allow you to get to market quicker. So this way here you get that, that start before, uh, before anyone else does. So really good stuff, totally. Greg, I'm so glad that you came on and uh, you got me thinking I got to start running some more split tests. I just, I think that, that's something that's so easy that we just need to do more of. It just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of thought us versus them. I like that. Um, and then I like the color swatch thing. I, th I think that's a great idea to test. So if you guys have anything that has variations, try that out, give it a shot. Um, so Greg, once again, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for speaking at brand accelerator live too, man. It was awesome to Absolutely. have you there. Yeah. A lot of people said they had a great time there and, and talking to people like you. And that's the cool thing too, Greg, like a lot of the speakers there, pretty much all of them. I think, yeah, all of them, they were, they were there for the entire event. It wasn't like they flew in and then flew out. It was like, they were there part of the attendees hanging out. Like you said, you were talking to people throughout the entire time. So, uh, it's yeah, really, awesome. It's, it, it's really cool. So anyway, man, I'll let you go. And, uh, thanks again. And guys, if you want to check out the web app, I definitely suggest that you do the amazing forward slash J S you'll get a 20% discount and, uh, just a really sweet deal. So I would definitely jump in on that. They're always rolling. You guys are always rolling out new features. Like you said, you got a whole suite of them now. So it's just incredible. So get in now while you can. All right, Greg, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So there you have it. Hopefully you're as excited as I am about this new data and these new features. And here's the deal. I want to highlight this. 
no matter what you are doing right now in your business, as far as if you're focusing on just growing your Amazon side of things, or even if you're just looking at growing your external side of things, or maybe product opportunities, or being an affiliate for a product and seeing the sales revenue, you can still use this tool for that. That's what I love about it. And you heard Greg and I talk about that. And that's really a cool thing here that I want you to understand that this tool isn't just for one use. There's a lot of different uses. I mean, even if we just went into the keyword research side of things and looking at that data to give us an idea of the market and the market size, or even looking at that product as an affiliate that you want to possibly sell, it's just a great, great tool for all of that. So again, if you haven't grabbed your copy yet or your license for Jungle Scout, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash JS and you'll get that discount over there that is uh, that was created for TAS listeners. So go check that out. You'll see a special page there with my face on it. Uh, but yes, you will buy me a cup of coffee and you guys know I do love my coffee. So head on over to theamazingseller.com forward slash JS. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. All right, guys. So that is going to wrap up this episode. That is episode 734. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 734. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.